Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. Elhamdülillahi Rabbil alemin. Nahmaduhu ve nesta'inuhu ve nestağfiruhu. Ve nu'minu bihi ve netevekkelü aleyh. Ve na'udu billahi min şururi enfusina ve min seyyati amalina. Men yehdihillahu fela mudilla lehu ve men yudlil fela hadiye lehu. Ve neşhedü en la ilahe illallahu vahdehu la şerike lehu. Ve neşhedü enne Muhammeden abduhu ve rasuluhu. أرسل الله تعالى بالحق بشيرا ونذيرا ذائيا إلى الله بإذنه وسراجا منيرا فما بعد فقال تعالى يا أيها الذين آمنوا اتقوا الله حق تقاته ولا تموتن إلا وأنتم مسلمون وقال يا أيها الذين آمنوا اتقوا الله وقولوا قولا سديدا يصلح لكم أعمالكم ويغفر لكم ذنوبكم وَمَنْ يُتِعِ اللَّهَ وَرَسُولَهُ فَقَدْ فَازَ فَوْزًا عَظِيمًا وقال نبينا محمد صلى الله عليه وآله وصحبه وسلم إن أزدق الحديث كتاب الله وخير الهدي هدي محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم وشر الأمور مهدثاتها وكل مهدثة بدع وكل بدعة ضلالة وكل ضلالة في النار My dear respected brothers, sisters, elders all praise and thanks be to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala jalla jalaluhu who granted us Ramadan al-Kareem in good health and iman and with the time to enable us to get the maximum benefit. The question to ask is, did we do that? Did we get the maximum benefit that we could have got? Today is perhaps the last Friday in this blessed month. Those of us who came this far still have a few days before it ends. Let us remember that we don't know if this was our last Ramadan. One Ramadan will be our last. Ramadan will come every year as long as Allah wishes, but we will not be there. So let us remember and let us feel, therefore, a genuine sense of regret that this month came and has almost gone. Are we satisfied with what we achieved in it? If not, let us make as much istighfar and repentance as we can and make tawbah and change our lives. It may be our last chance and we may not get another. Because one Ramadan, as I said, will be our last. Ramadan came to remind us about the most critical connection in our lives. The connection with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala jalla jalaluhu. And that's the title of my khutbah, The Connections. The guide to that connection is Muhammadur Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa alayhi wa And his sunnah is the field book of that guidance. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala created us for a purpose. People ask, why am I here? What is my purpose? Our creator Jalla Jalaluhu answered that question for us. And he said, And I have not created the jinn and the humans except that they should worship me alone. What is ibadah? What is worship? Ibadah is not worship rituals alone. But it is to obey Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in every aspect of our lives. In every decision, every action, every word, 
اٹ از ٹو میک اللہ سبحان و تعالیٰ سپریم ان آور لائفس ہی از سپریم بٹ وی نیڈ ٹو اکنالج دیٹ اینڈ اسٹارٹ لیونگ آور لائفس ان دا وے دیٹ ہی آڈر اس ٹو فیکٹر اللہ ان ٹو دی اکویشن بیکاز ہی از ان اٹ اینی وے امتقی اے پرسن آف تخوا از سم ون ہو لیوز از لائف اور ہر لائف بائی ون کرائیٹیرین الون اینڈ دیٹ از ڈز اٹ پلیز اللہ امام النبی رحمۃ اللہ علیہ ان دی مقدمہ ان دی انٹروڈکشن آف از کتاب اور ریاد و صالحین ہی مینشن دس ویری بیوٹیفلی اینڈ ہی سیز الظہار النیہ فی کلی اقوال و فی کلی اعمال و فی کلی احوال البارزۃ الخفی He says the awareness, the izhar, the bringing forward, the concentration, the focus on the intention. Fi kulli aqwal, in every word we speak. Wa fi kulli amal, for every amal we do, for every action we take. Wa fi kulli ahwal, and in every situation and hal we might find ourselves in. Al-barizatu al-khafi, whether it is visible outside or whether it is inside and hidden. To live a life like a moron is not Islam. Like a robot. Somebody, you know, put the key and is going round and round. No. This is not Islam. Islam. Allah gave us a brain for a reason. This is not a pot to grow, the, grow hair in. We don't even do that too well. There's a reason why we have a brain. We need to use it. Rasulullah sallallahu answer this question of why we exist by demonstrating the answer we answer the question does it please allah with another question which is is this according to the sunnah of rasulullah sallallahu if it is then it will please allah there is no doubt about that but if it is against the sunnah then it will displease and anger him and that is also not a not a thing of doubt A person who lives his life by this criterion is a muttaqi. All the promises of the Quran are for the muttaqoon, not for the muslimoon, people of taqwa. For them, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala promised the highest reward without limit. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala sent Ramadan to make us muttaqoon. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentioned in the last ayat of Surah An-Nahl, إِنَّ اللَّهَ مَعَ الَّذِينَ تَقَوْ Truly Allah is with people who have taqwa and those who are muhsinun. People who are focused on the pleasure of Allah and a step more than that, people who are focused on excellence in everything they do. And everything extends to everything. The way we dress, the way we walk, the way we talk, the way we behave, everywhere. The way we park our cars, what we do with our shoes. When we bring children to the masjid, what do we do with the children? Are the children a source of blessing or are they a nuisance? Is my child disturbing the salah of somebody else? Just think about this. In salah, if somebody's phone rings, what is your reaction? Will you say, oh, subhanallah, mashallah, that phone is making zikr of Allah. Brother, have some patience with the phone. It is making zikr of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Why do you get irritated? You say that? And if you have a kid who is screaming his guts out and you do nothing about that as a parent and everybody's salah is destroyed because of that and then somebody objects, Wallahi my brother, these are angels. These are not angels, they are human beings 
very badly brought up human beings and you are responsible as the parent. If they are angels, they would not be screaming. They would be engaged in the zikr of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. You won't see them. Make no mistake. We should not say anything to the children because we want them, love them, very nice. But what do you do in the restaurant? Does your child behave the same way in the restaurant? Does he behave the same way in school? Does he behave the same way in the library? Does he behave the same way anywhere on earth except the masjid? Being a muttaqi means to be aware of all of this. By all means, bring your children to the masjid. We love them. We want them in the masjid, but control them. They're your children. And you are responsible before Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for raising them. And if those children are destroying everybody else's worship, believe me, you are running that. Simple as that. People are making dua for your child. Believe me, one way or the other. Ask yourself what kind of dua you want the child to make. What we want the people to make for your children. My brothers and sisters, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, what do you get by being a muttaqi? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, وَمَنْ يَتَّقِ اللَّهَ يَجْعَلْ لَهُ مَخْرَجَةً وَيَرْزُقْهُ مِنْ حَيْثُ لَا يَحْتَسِبُ وَمَنْ يَتَوَكَّرَ اللَّهِ فَهُوْ حَزْبٌ Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, and whoever has the taqwa of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will make a way for him to get out of every difficulty. And he will provide him from sources he cannot even imagine. How beautiful is that? And whoever puts his faith and trust in Allah, listen to the words. Allah did not say Allah will give him. No, Allah said Allah will become sufficient for him. How much will he give him? Allah will become sufficient. There's no need to count. We don't need to count how much this much, that much. No, no, no. Allah is sufficient for you. Khalas. Eh? For who? For the one who is a muttaqi. Taqwa is the spirit of obedience to the one we love the most. The evidence of taqwa must be seen in the changes we make in life. In our decisions, our actions, our speech, our attitudes towards Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's commands and the sunnah of Muhammad Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And to help us to do that, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala sent us Ramadan. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, Ya ayyuhalladhina amanu kutiba alaykum usiyamu kama kutiba ala alladhina min qablikum la'allakum tattakun. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, O you who believe, fasting has been prescribed for you as it was prescribed for those before you that you may become muttakun. The first thing to do is to thank Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for helping us to reach him by not only sending this special month but, by, but for loading it with all the blessings it comes with. Reward of nafil equal to fard, reward of fard 70 times the reward in other days. Gates of Jannah open, gates of Jahannam shut, shayateen chained. So when we still do the stuff in Ramadan that we know we should not do, you know who the culprit is, right? Shaitan is chained. In the khutbah that Nabi Wasallam gave in the last Friday of Shaban before Ramadan, he mentioned all of this and he said, make sure the gates of Jannah are not shut for you. And he said, make sure the gates of Jahannam are not opened for you after Ramadan. Abu Hurairah narrated, he said that Rasulullah said, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, every deed of the son of Adam 
is for him except fasting. The fasting is for me and I will reward it. Fasting is a shield. So when one of you fasts, he should not be obscene or boisterous or noisy. If someone insults him or fights him, let him say, I'm fasting. And then he said, Sallallahu Allah says, by the one in whose hand is the soul of Muhammad, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. The breath from the mouth of a fasting person is more pleasant to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala than the scent of musk. The fasting person has two moments of relief and joy. He enjoys when he breaks his fast and he, and he is joyful when he meets his Rabb. Jalla Jalaluhu. Because he is joyful then for his fasting. In another narration, Rasulullah said, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, He abandoned his food and drink and desires for my sake. Fasting is for me and I will reward it. A single good deed will be rewarded up to ten times the like of it. And another narration, all of these in our Muttafaqun Allah in Bukhari and Muslim, Rasulullah said, Every deed of the son of Adam is multiplied. A single deed is as, is as ten times the like of it, up to seven hundred times. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, Except for fasting, as it is for me, and I will reward it. There is no mention of the amount of reward. He leaves his desires and food for my sake. Now imagine the whole life, if we do it for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, what is the reward? أقول قولي هذا استغفر الله لي ولكم ولسائر المسلمين فاستغفروه إنه هو الغفور الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين وصلاة والسلام على أشرف الأنبياء والمرسلين محمد رسول الله صلى الله عليه وعلى آله وصحبه وسلم تسليما كثيرا كثيرا قال تعالى إن الله وملائكته يصلون على النبي يا أيها الذين آمنوا صلوا عليه وسلموا تسليما اللهم صل على سيدنا محمد وعلى آل محمد كما صليت على إبراهيم وعلى آل إبراهيم إنك حميد مجيد اللهم بارك على محمد وعلى آل محمد كما باركت على إبراهيم وعلى آل إبراهيم إنك حميد مجيد. My brothers and sisters, when the slave reflects on the bounties of his Rabb جل جلاله, then not only does he that not only did he make things easy for him to do good deeds by chaining the shayateen, but he multiplies the rewards of the deed. The slave bows his hand, he goes in sujood in thankfulness. He feels a special sense of closeness to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. He wants to talk to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says about that situation, وَإِذَا سَعَلَكَ عِبَادِ عَنِّي فَإِنِّي قَرِيبُ أُجِيبُ دَعْوَةَ الدَّعِ إِذَا دَعَان فَلْيَسْتَجِيبُوا لِي وَلْيُؤْمِنُوا بِي لَعَلَّهُمْ يَرْشُدُونَ Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, and when my slaves ask you, O Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam, concerning me, then answer them that I am indeed near to them. I respond to the dua of the supplicant when he calls on me. So let them obey me and believe in me so that they may be rightly guided. There are different ways to demonstrate our respect and love for, the, for those we love. The way to express our love for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is to obey him. And for Rasulullah is to make his ittiba, is to emulate him. When we obey Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, we start to feel the barakah of that blessing in our lives. Ramadan comes to reiterate the importance of obedience. I remind myself and you that all ibadat are tools to reach Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. The ibadah is not an end in itself. It is not for itself. It is a means to gain the qurb, the closeness of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. 
Every ibadah is a, every act of worship is a manifestation of obedience to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and the ittiba, the, the emulation of Rasulullah sallallahu We pray salah because Allah ordered us to in the way that Rasulullah sallallahu demonstrated it for us. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, Aqimu salah. Rasulullah sallallahu said, Sallu kama ra'aytumuni usalli. Allah said, establish salah. Rasulullah sallallahu said, pray as you have seen me pray. We fast because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala commanded us to in the way that Rasulullah did and showed us. We pay zakat as Allah commanded us to and according to how Rasulullah taught us. We do hajj because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala called us to his house and we perform the rituals there as Rasulullah showed us. He said, Khudu anni manasikakum. He said, take from me the manasik of hajj. The purpose of all these acts of worship and every other thing we do as an act of worship is only one. Is to gain closeness to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. To maintain and strengthen our connection with Him. And therefore it's important that we must monitor the effectiveness of our ibadat. Are we getting the benefit that the ibadah is designed to give us? About the purpose of fasting, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala told us that He prescribed it to make us muttaqoon. To make us people who are concerned about the pleasure of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in every aspect of our lives. Two of the main places where we go wrong is in, way, is in what we earn and how we earn and what we eat. Earn halal and eat halal. And I guarantee you Allah will not reject your dua. And it's not my guarantee. It's the guarantee of Rasulullah Earn halal and eat halal. Anything doubtful, leave it. Don't go fatwa shopping. Oh, but brother, you know what? In this, in this madhab it is allowed. That madhab, is, which madhab, which madhab do you follow? Earn halal, pure halal. Your Rabb Jalla Jalaluhu is not constrained to feed you by making you do things which He has prohibited. It is Allah's job to feed you. It's not your job. Your job is to seek the right means. That's it. Leave everything which has interest in it. Interest-based earnings are haram. Earning from gambling is haram. Earning from tobacco is haram. Earning from liquor is haram. Earning from all the other stuff that we have become used to is haram. Remember, you eat that haram. You raise your children on that haram. What hope is there in life? Eating meat which is not hand-slaughtered zabiha is haram. It is maita, it is murda. Don't touch it. Alhamdulillah, we live in a place where we have multiple places which, are, which, which give you zabiha meat. If there is no place, no problem. I come from a country where the Hindus, the Brahmins don't eat meat their whole life. So don't tell me about how difficult it is. It's not difficult. It's actually good for your health. Don't touch it. Alhamdulillah, I'm very happy when, my, when I, I make this very clear. I make this absolutely clear. And I'm very happy. I'm happy and sad because some of my brothers and sisters, they come to me and they say, Sheikh, this one is Zabi Halal, good for you. This other one is not. My question, if the other one is not, what is it doing here on this table? Because you are Muslim, right? So if I'm telling you not something, I'm not saying my preference. I like food with more, more uh, masala or chili. No. 
I am saying this is the usul of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. I didn't make the law. He made it. And if you are a Muslim, it applies to you also. So how come you are telling me that it's good for me? I am very happy. Jazakumullah khair. But then how are you eating the other stuff? Please, my brothers and sisters. Yesterday we were here. I requested you to make dua for a friend of mine who was dying. Literally, he was in a state of nazar for five hours. Alhamdulillah, may Allah bless you all. You made dua. As soon as I finished tarawih, I got a message saying he passed away. Alhamdulillah, Allah made his, made his ending easy. On one of the odd nights of the last 10 nights of Ramadan, we ask Allah to give Jannah to him, inshallah. I ask you to make dua for him. That time is going to come for every single one of us. Don't let a doubtful chicken come in the way of that. That you don't love chicken that much, please. Ask yourself, do I love Allah more or chicken more? It is as simple as that. I'm not joking. This is as simple as that. Please, earn halal, eat halal. Make no compromise, zero compromise on that. Instill this, drill this into your children. And then watch how Allah will accept your du'as. Wallahi, I'm guaranteeing you this in the name of Allah. Standing on the mimbar of Rasulullah. Sallallahu alayhi Earn halal and eat halal. And raise your hands and ask your Rabb. And if he does not give you, blame me. But the shart. Earn halal, eat halal. Do not touch anything which is doubtful. Don't go near it. We are Muslim. Alhamdulillah. We obey Allah. Nobody else. This head will not bow to anyone other than Allah. You can cut off the head, but you can't make it bow. Have some bakar. Have some value for this. Don't let them piece of pizza or chicken or God knows what come in the way of that. I mean, what kind of thing is that? Please. My brothers and sisters, it's very, very important. About fasting, Rasulullah said in this, in the, again, Sahih Hadith in Sahih Bukhari, Abu Hurairah reported that Nabi said, whoever does not leave evil words and deeds while fasting, Allah does not need him to leave food and drink. This tongue, we know the Hadith of Nabi Sallallahu He held the tongue in his to his in his two fingers like this and he said this will get more people into jahannam than anything else they asked ya rasulullah just the tongue he said this is the source of evil guard the tongue inshallah allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will give us jannah nabi sallallahu said the true fast is not only abstaining from food and drink the true fast is to abstain from futile activities an obscene talk. Please note that the number one qualifier for futile activities and obscene and vain talk is social media. Let us detox ourselves permanently and get out of all social media. Write letters, emails, call people, meet people. All these are healthy activities which build relationships, which are good for us. Social media forwards, TikTok shorts and all the rest of it only Increased negativity and anger and frustration and depression and happiness. Social media is toxic. It's not neutral. It is toxic. There are any number of studies, scientific studies to prove that. A recent study 
published in the New York Times, links a spike in teenage suicides to, to the inception of Facebook and Instagram in particular, but almost all social media. Ramadan is a good opportunity to free ourselves from this slavery. Finally, we come to the peak of our Rabb's mercy and generosity, where in the last 10 nights he gave us a night, the worship during which is more than khayrum min, not equal to more than 83 years and 4 months, 1000 months of continuous worship. We usually say it's more than 83. No, it's not a question of lifespan. It is tw continuous 24-7 worship for 83 years and 4 months. We cannot even do continuous worship 24-7 for one day. Because you have, you have to go to the toilet, you have to sleep, you have to eat something. We're talking about continuous worship for 83 plus years. And Allah said more than that. Khairum min al-fisha. And the beauty is that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala did not tell us exactly when it is. My position is, I take the word of the Rasul alayhi salam over the word of anyone else on the face of the earth who ever existed. So I don't care who said what, I don't care whose assessment, I don't care whose guesswork, I reject it. I take the word of the Rasul alayhi salam. What did he say? He said, search for it in the last 10 nights of Ramadan. In the odd nights. Second dalil. Our mother Sayyidah Aisha Siddiqa radiallahu anha. What did she say? She said, Ya Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam, If I find. Right? She said, if I find. Laylatul Qadr. What dua should I make? What did he say? Did he say, why you say if? It is 27th. Did he say that? I mean, what would be the normal answer? If it was 27th or 29th or 20 whatever, right? He would say, why are you saying if? You are supposed to know. What did he answer? He said, if you find it, then say, Allahumma inna kafuun tuhibbul afu faafani. Then make dua and say, oh Allah, you are the forgiver. You love to forgive. So forgive me. Don't forgive me because I deserve it. Forgive me to please yourself. Because you love to forgive. There is a beautiful story I want to end with that. Time of Musa alayhi salam. There was a man who was very, very, very evil. Very evil. And he caused so much of hardship and so much of suffering to the people that they all got together and they kicked him out of the place. They said, get out of here. So this man now is in exile. He's wandering around somewhere and he's... People didn't know where he was. He just disappeared. Now one day Musa alayhi salam gets wahi. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says that man who you people banished. He is dead. He died. He is in such and such a place. Go and make ghusl for him and janaza for him and make dua maghfara for him. Who is this being said to? Musa alayhi salam. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, announce this to the people and whoever goes with you, I will forgive all of them. So Musa alayhi salam, obviously he is happy. He went, he announced to everybody. And the whole town, all the people who banished the man, they went. Because, you know, we want the forgiveness of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So when they went there, they found the body. They did the ghusl. They did everything. Musa alayhi salam made dua, everybody said, Ameen, Alhamdulillah, Inshallah, everybody is forgiven. 
all went home. But when you know Musa alayhi salam, any special connection with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Musa alayhi salam said, Ya Rab, I did everything you told me, but tell me why. What is the story? Here this man, he was so evil. And you know he was evil. We kicked him out. And you not only make me go and do his salatul janazah, but you take the whole town you take, and you forgive everybody. So what is the story? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said to him, Ya Musa, when he was dying, he was lying on the ground, completely helpless, totally alone. There's no one there. And he called to me. And he said, Ya Rab, Kisra, my Lord, I know I'm evil. I know I did not do one single good thing in my life. I admit this. I am the worst of creation. But I want you to know that if I knew that by not forgiving me, it would increase your greatest, I would not seek forgiveness. If I knew that by not forgive me, by not forgiving me, it would increase your greatness, I would not seek forgiveness. But I know that you are a samad. <coughs> Nothing can increase your greatness or decrease it. So please forgive me. And then he said, Oh my Rab, if I knew that by punishing me, by giving me azab, by burning me in Jahannam, this would make you happy, I would not ask you to forgive me. But I know that by giving me azab, by punishing me, it will not make you happy. So forgive me. So Allah said, I forgive him. When I sent you. Now, the story ends there. But not my question. I have a question. And I want you to ask that question. Who gave him those words? Who taught him to ask in that way? Huh? Don't, just listen to, don't just listen to the story. Ask this question. How can the man ask if Allah did not inspire him to ask this question? How could he have made this dua? Unless our Abjala Jalalu taught him to make this dua. And that is why I say, Rabbi laka alhamdu kama yambagi li jalali wajhika wazim sultanik. Rabbi laka alhamdu kama yambagi li jalali wajhika wali azim sultanik. Rabbi laka alhamdu kama yambagi li jalali wajhika wali azim sultanik. Allahumma inna ka'fuun tuhibbu lahfu fa'fu anna. Allahumma inna ka'fuun tuhibbu lahfu fa'fu anna. Allahumma inna ka'fuun tuhibbu lahfu fa'fu anna. Allahumma ahdina fi man hadayid. وعافنا في من عافيت وتولنا في من توليت وبارك لنا فيما أعطيت واقنا وصرفنا شر ما خضيت فإنك تقضي ولا يقضى عليك فإنه لا يضل من واليت ولا يعز من عاديت تباركت ربنا وتعليت نستغفرك اللهم ونتوب إليك اللهم اغفر لنا ذنوبنا وكفرنا سيئاتنا 
وتوفنا مع الأبرار يا فاتر السماوات والأرض يا ملك السماوات والأرض يا خالق كل أشياء والأحوال أنت ولينا في الحياة الدنيا وفي الآخرة توفنا مسلما والهقنا بالصالحين ربنا ظلمنا أنفسنا وإن لم تغفر لنا وترحمنا لنكونن من الخاسرين ربنا آتنا في الدنيا حسنة وفي الآخرة حسنة وقنا عذاب النار يا عباد الله رحمكم الله إن الله يأمر بالعدل والإحسان وإيتائز القربى وإنحان الفحشاء والمنكر والباغي يعزكم لعلكم تذكرون اذكروا الله يذكركم عدوا يستجيب لكم ولا ذكر الله أكبر والله يعلم ما تصنعون أخي